I'm John Perry. I'm Ted Cupper. And this is Constellation, making the graphic novel. Join us as we build an original science fiction world. Welcome. All right. Yeah, welcome back. You are still here, and that is good. Thank you for giving us uh, your attention. So I want to... Um, I want to sort of like cue off of where we were last time. Yeah. Uh, we kind of figured out that we're going to tie all of the permissions, right? Or all of the keys to worlds. And all of those are going to be kind of distributed by the world's host, right? Every world has a host. So if I'm the host of a world, I can give you a key to do or not to do whatever I want to in my world, right? Yes, including show up. But then we also wanted, uh, for drama purposes, it to be possible for both the host and the visitor to lock themselves out, right? Uh, so the host could lock themselves out of the ability to eject someone, right? Because of the contract they signed, they literally cannot eject someone for any reason. Right. Um, and vice versa, right? The visitor can sign a contract where they are cannot leave for any reason anymore. Right. Um, and... Both of those, I realized, like, had to do with uh, leaving, right? Um, I think in the story, I called that, like, ejecting. Um, I don't know if that's the word we want to use. That's kind of a fun word, ejection. Um, yeah, it's got, it's got connotations I like, both, uh, like, a disc ejecting on a computer and also more like hitting an eject button on, a, on an airplane or something like that, because one of the times you would be ejected is if you were feeling pain or otherwise in harm's way sure if you're in a world that you don't like is it's painful right you, you eject right well and if you have your death uh key set to off which most people would most of the time uh, ejection is sort of the worst thing that can happen to you um it's like you know if anything is getting too bad that you don't want to experience it you can just eject Right, right. You can even maybe set it up to auto-eject if, like, pain goes above a certain level. Right. Um, so you don't have to, like, manually do that. Right. Uh, I think that's right. And it's a, But I think, like, a lot of the contract negotiations, like, the stickier points would be about this issue of, like, ejection rights. Like, right? Who has the right to eject themselves or someone else and at what times? Right? Yeah. It's just sort of like a way to think about... Because originally you had asked the question in uh, in our document about revocability, right? right. Um, and so I think we're saying uh, nothing is revocable, or or right? Because we, we didn't want to make like revocability a setting in itself, right? That seems too confusing to me. Um, yeah, this is like a big question because. Okay, so for the worlds, I think they should just be non-revocable, right? Like if admin or host grants you the ability to eject people from a world, then you have that ability forever and the admin can go make another world, but they can't revoke that from you, let's say, right? Like that certainly makes sense to me. But right. if it's your person and you're giving away the key to, say, kill you or erase your memory or do anything else really extreme, um, I don't know. It seems like uh, it should be possible to give that away for a term, you know, um, 
sign a contract that says until this time. Now that's all, all still tied to that a world, he, right? He exists. That's tied to a world. Oh, because it's only being able to kill someone while they're in that world. Is that right? I think that's what we decided. I think we decided yeah, that it's yeah, like yeah, we're not yeah, anchoring right. things at the user level. Yeah, if possible. it's at the user level, it seems like it's got to be revocable. Otherwise, it would be such a security hazard. But if you can always, at least in theory, eject and go to you know create a new world, then yeah, I think I could go with that. I think I could go with they could be permanent keys. So, okay, so let's say let's say you enter a world, right? Oh, we're also saying that the keys can be deleted, but that's like they can only be deleted by the person who holds them, right? So if the person gave you the key back, you could delete the key. But they would have to agree. Right, well, and they can also be copied, right? So it's tricky, like, to think of them. It's tricky to even, like, I guess we're calling them keys, so it feels like this very tangible thing, which I think is cool because it's a cool word, but uh, it's Mm -hmm. really more like uh, like a a right or permission, Right. right? Um, but a physical key can be copied too, right? So, uh, I mean, it, there's a cost to it. But if you know, I mean, if you got, if you somehow managed to round up all the copies of the key and delete them, then it would no longer be possible for anyone to change that thing about that world, right? Right. So the yeah, the host could give up their their right to change things. Right. You might want to create a world like that. You might even want to create a world where the host can't even visit the world, right? That they are like, you know, like God or something. (laughs) They set the place up, they designed certain rules, and then they left. And anybody who's there, you know, is a visitor. Yeah, no, certainly. And I I think that's interesting. I think we want to allow that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm just trying to think through, like, so if you, okay, so you enter uh, a, a new world, right? And you're presented with a contract. Yeah. Uh, and let's say the contract says uh, you can only eject at certain teleportation spots inside this world. Sure. Right? You want to eject, that's fine, but you got to make it to, like, one of these, like, portals. Right. right? Um, so if you sign that contract upon entering... Um, then you are, you are bound by that, right? And so is the, the host or not? Right. I guess like, right. So is the host. So then you get there and then, uh, the host wants to eject you, right? Uh, because of something you said or something, but they have to physically move you to this place. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how their world is set up. Right, which maybe they have the right to, like, manifest an army of thugs to, like, throw you through the portal, right? Because you didn't consider that. Right, sure. Or maybe there's, uh, yeah, there's any number of transportation technologies that are, you know, operating on the world that uh, will de- will deliver you there. Um, and maybe they have, whatever, police or armies of thugs or whatever to uh, enforce that. But, um I mean, I guess it depends on what the other leverages are, what the other permissions are in that world. But if they, you know, can't kill you and can't cause you terrible harm, then, yeah, they could somehow capture you and bring you to the portal. Um, 
Now, I guess it, it depends on what you're able to do there, though, because if you have the ability to create armies of clones in this world as well, maybe that's available to visitors, um, then you would be able to fight off their cops and such. And so then you would, you know, it would be fairly difficult to get someone to go to a portal against their will. Right. And a, a typical, I think for if clarity, right, a typical contract like this would last for what, the duration of the visit? So like if you uh, make it to a portal because you're like, this world is terrible. I want to get out of here. Right. Uh, then then as you eject, like a typical contract would end at that point. And if you tried to come back, there'd be like potentially new terms. Right. Which could be uh, on either side. Again, you could refuse to enter um, if you didn't like the terms. So would it even be possible to have like a contract that was that you agreed to that continued after you left the world? I guess not, right? If we're saying everything's at the world level. Yeah, this kind of contract could only... Like, these seem like they are entrance contracts, actually, that we're talking about. Like, right? They seem like they are contracts... They are specifically for entering worlds. So they would end specifically at the exit point. Right, and it seems like that would be, I mean... 90% 90% of contracts, right? If everything's tied to the world, right? Would be right. when you enter, you sign a contract by default, it lasts for, or it only can last up to the duration that you're there. Right. Maybe while you're in the world, a second contract can be offered to you by the host, right? Uh, like, let's say it only sure. says you can leave through the portals, but like you and the host just get so mad at each other and like a the closest portal is really far away. Right. So the host is like, look, just sign this and we'll get you out of here now. Right, right. Neither right. you or I want to talk to each other anymore. Sure. Um, and as long as you say yes, then then that gets changed or updated. Right. Um, but I guess like what other, like the only other kind of contract that I can think of that would matter um, would maybe be ownership contracts of the world's. That like is, admin rights or something. So it seems like ownership. Uh, it seems like it maybe isn't d- transferable in this world, but but admin rights are. And I mean, we just said it's possible to lock yourself out. It's definitely possible to hand the keys over to someone else. Um, these seem like obvious things that people would do. So yeah, I think there would be some kind of market in world buying and selling, world bartering. Right, because you probably only trade other worlds for worlds. Um, well, maybe you could trade money for worlds, but uh, I don't know. I don't. We haven't figured out how money works in this. So ownership, system, ownership but, wouldn't really mean anything. It wouldn't. I mean, it'd be easier to think of it as just admin rights. Yeah, then. yeah. I uh, don't see how ownership really means anything here. Yeah, but admin rights definitely because they could be shared among large groups of people, small groups of people, individual people. You know. Um. So I imagine there'd be a lot of different variations on that. But like for simplicity, uh, it makes, I, I think maybe those are the two main kinds of things that we'd be dealing with. Cause I think you could do a lot with that. Right. So you've got, you've got entrance contracts you sign that are occasionally updated if both parties agree, but then are terminated when you eject. Right. Right. Uh, and then you've got admin rights, which could be a sole person 
uh, multiple people that share it, or maybe in some cases, nobody. Right. Uh, if it was like, if it was given away or lost or intentionally destroyed or something. Yeah. Right. Um, I guess, and, and that's, I mean, you know, now really in like a, like a more complicated system, you could have like tiered admin rights, but I'm thinking we don't, I think that gets complicated. Well, I think the admin can maybe delegate individual rights to people or something, but that, but it doesn't seem like, I don't think you want to have literal tiers of admins where there's like, um, you know, these people can let in other people, but they can't do anything else. These people can let in other people and they can also make buildings, but they can't do anything else. These, you know what I mean? Like that feels like it would get just that gets confusing, hopelessly confusing to write about. I mean, just from a practical standpoint. Um, but I, I think it would be fine if like the admin of a world said like you, John, I trust you. I'm going to let you, um, let people in if you want. Normally that's, my right, but I'm going to delegate that right to you. Sure, and that and that like, would I be still in... own the card, so I can still undelegate that from you, maybe, or maybe you don't think we should be able to do that, but or maybe it's just that for the length of your term here until you eject, I am granting you this right. Yeah, that was in my entrance contract, right? Right. Like I just, I'm just going to unilaterally add it to you. So all you have to do is say yes, and then you get that right, and you know you can have it until you leave, just because I, you know, think you're a good guy. So why not? So you could have tiers, but the tiers would be more like some people got the VIP entrance contract and some people didn't. Right. And they could be granular to the point of, you know, individual rights or something. Um, so it doesn't necessarily create a tier exactly. But sure, you could you could design it that way to like if you wanted to build tiers back in, you could use this to do that, I guess. Uh, that all feels good um and then when we say admin rights yeah so it's actually i mean admin rights is really a collection of rights right that um yeah but they're rights over the world right i mean that's basically what they are right they're like but you could give up like one of them and not all of them sure right uh okay yeah, it's. I mean, it's complicated because so we want to give up allow the right. You would have to both give the key to someone else and then destroy your own copy of the key, right? Which you could do, but you could. It's much easier to share them, which is just giving them out, right? And then you still have them. Well, you can't just delete it as well. Yeah, you could. You could also delete. Those are. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's so. It seems like you would have the ability to both share keys and delete keys. So if you have both of those functions, if you can copy and delete, then you can, you know, do what they call a move on a computer, which is just a copy and a delete at the same time, right? Um, you know what I mean? Like, you could... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could revoke your own ability to do something while giving somebody else the ability to do it, or you could just um, give them the ability to do it while retaining the ability to do it yourself. Got it. Okay. So, but so then once you give it out, we're saying you can't revoke it. Once, right? Once you give it out, that's it. It, it, it lasts until they leave the world. Yes. Yeah. Or until they voluntarily give it up or whatever. Right. Okay. So a key is a non-revocable right to a, to do a particular thing in a particular world. Right. For the duration of stay. Right. 
uh, well, actually, it can't just be for the duration of stay, right? Because like the the admin keys are like persist, right? Like if I own a world and I leave it, or I I I created a world and again not ownership, mm-hmm. and I leave it, mm-hmm. uh, and then I come back, like I still have those rights, right? So there are some rights that travel with me. Well, that's interesting. I mean, are are you sure? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be, but like, well, one option could be if you leave a world, you stop being the admin, and when you come back, you know, you just get presented with the same contract everybody gets presented with. Or I guess the other option is that um like a user on a server, your settings could remain um, in a saved state when you leave. And then you can have the option of signing back in under the same terms. Right? Um, yeah, that's what I think we need. I think we need... But you may not want to sign in under the same terms. Like if you're not, if this is not your world, if you didn't create this world, then you may not want to sign in under the same terms, in which case you can sort of try your luck with whatever the current terms are. Um, or maybe this is a difference between how users and admins are treated on each world. That maybe makes more sense actually, as I'm saying it like users don't get their stuff saved when they leave the world, uh, but admins do, or do we want everyone to have their, I, you know, it seems like everyone should have some amount of their stuff saved. Cause if you right, cause like people are jumping around worlds all the time. So, I mean, that's what's fun, right? right? We want that. So I want to be able to jump back in and out of my life um, e- very easily without the fear that the world is going to like suddenly require more of me, right? Because, oh, I, because I went to some other world for a few minutes. So it does seem like... So that means contracts need duration. It does seem like some duration. contracts need to last beyond ejection. Yeah. Or that needs to at least be an option. So there's like four duration of stay. uh, And then there's, you know, four. uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't. uh, Yeah, I mean, you know. Or there's like for the duration of the account. Like you can imagine each world has an account for each user, right? And the account doesn't necessarily mean the user is actively in the world. The account just means that the user has at one time agreed to an entrance contract and has been in the world before, right? Right, and account implies that the account can be closed. Right, right? exactly. So if you close the account, maybe that, rather than ejection, is what actually causes your contract to end, but maybe many worlds, just as a condition, are like ejection and account closure are the same thing, you know, whereas other worlds are maybe not like that or something. Um, like they, you could impose a cost of leaving your world basically if you wanted to. Right. Okay. So I'm trying to make this, I'm trying to boil this down. Cause yeah, cause it, it's funny. We want, I mean, we want this very flexible system, but we don't want it to be like actually quite as flexible as like the modern legal system. Cause that's going to be harder for our audience to grasp. Well, we have to write about it in 120-ish pages. So I want it it to be something that you can wrap your mind around, but also, you know, hopefully it's complex enough to be worth talking about. So you want to find the right balance. And I realize we've just gotten stuck in the same topic we were on last episode, but this all feels pretty foundational. Um, 
So, okay, so you're like, there's like duration. So it feels to me like there's like three term lengths, right? That are like, would be common, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for the duration of stay, right? Uh, for the duration, which like you're, you eject, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, for duration of account. Right, which is if you cancel or like they cancel you first because of something you did, then it's gone. Right. Um, and maybe for all time. Right. So, uh, and what's cool about for all time is it's just very clear and simple. Um, right. Cause I mean, you could have like shades in between, but it feels like why bother if we just like those three tiers seem to cover most things. Right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. So maybe, so are you thinking that we would have all three of these tiers or are you thinking that we would just say all keys are for all time and that? I'm thinking we would have to have all three unless we can, you know, get rid of one. (laughs) Well, what if we say all keys are for all time, but just most people won't agree to very much with that? Right? So, because that's just so... You'd be so cautious if everything was for all time. So maybe there's some way to then include, like, these other options as contract, you know, through contracts. Uh, Is that being... I'm being kind of unclear. Well, I guess I'm thinking about, like, entrance contracts kind of right now. Yeah. uh, No, I'm just trying to imagine what's the structure of the world you know like what is it possible that we can derive the more complicated thing by something humans did when they were stuck in the box you know what i'm saying Does that make yeah sense? no I, I i know exactly what you're saying okay uh but i don't know i don't know what that is yeah i don't either um all right i mean i could i I'll, think I'll from the back from of my these... head maybe i'll think of it I think from these, you could derive admin rights, right? Like you could say there is only one, there's not even really a host or an admin. There's just the creator, right? Okay. And the creator has, um, all the non-revocable rights within the world. Has all, all keys, right? Right. And if they want to add a co-creator, mm-hmm. right, then they just gift uh all of those keys to someone else for all time right right and they're done right? and if they want to create a visitor they just gift some of the rights also for all time is that right uh let's say all right let's just let's just walk through this i'm a creator right i create a world ted's world oh i see i own all the keys now i want to make you I want to allow you to visit this world. So uh, I don't want you to be fully in charge of the world. I want to remain in charge of the world, but I want you to have the right to do several particular things like show up, move around, talk, you know, etc. So I want to grant those rights to you, right? Mm-hmm. And I can only grant them to you for all time. Is that right? Or can I say to my assistant, I want to grant these rights, but only until X thing occurs, such as leaving or account closure or 
whatever. Well, that was, I mean, the second thing is what I was thinking, but uh, we can game out the extreme version and see if that works, right? I just, yeah, I'm just trying to think if we can do, build it from the simpler thing. I don't even, I don't know if we can or not. Um, if I think if you do that, if you say everything's for all time, yeah. then you can, it implies you can sort of only go up in rights, right? So, uh, you know, you could, you could give me very restrictive access to the world, but once you've, once you've promoted me as it were, right. uh, I cannot be depromoted, and the only option you'd have would be to like copy the world <laughs> to a new right, create a whole new world instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and not where I didn't come. have those rights anymore. Right, right, right. Which would which would work, but would result in a cascade of abandoned worlds that are all very similar to each other. Right. So I don't know if that's the place that we want to go necessarily that's that's interesting it's like a well it it would impose a cost right it would be like i if i have a lot of users right yeah well it's like you know it's like it's it's like someone if like facebook right like you know gave some privileges to somebody but could for some reason not take them away right right so then they just had to start facebook too but everybody had to like log in and create a new account with facebook too (laughs) Even if that was like relatively straightforward. Yeah, it depends how uh, much you could automate that, I guess. But yeah, uh-huh. Uh, that would be like, uh, I mean, that's a very extreme example, but like that would be like a cost to me. Like I wouldn't want to just fork the world uh, for nothing unless there was like a really bad actor. Right. Um, but I would also be like extremely cautious in this world about just giving out rights. That's what I was thinking of. So I was thinking that this like leads to a kind of world where the common way that you visit other worlds is like almost as like a ghost where you're given like, okay, you can see and hear the things on this world (laughs) and, you know, maybe you can like manifest a a visible presence and sort of float it around. (laughs) But like, that's it. That's all we're giving you until you've been here a while and, and proven that you're not a bad actor, you know? And then maybe like, okay, if you're here for a week, you, you know, maybe then we'll let you talk, you know, and then if you don't say anything stupid, then after a few months, maybe we'll let you pick things up or something. I don't know. It just seems like you might have a, that might lead to a culture where newcomers are like drastically less able to interact with the world than um, natives. Although, you know what, if, if let's say we gave you the right to talk right away. Yeah. And then it turned out you're a jerk. Yeah. Can I still just eject you? But then you can come back in, but then I can eject you. Like, Well, ejecting, if ejecting doesn't cancel your contract, then ejecting doesn't um, really have any force, actually. Well, it's it, just if like... you can't it, cancel it, the account and force them to accept new terms, then there's really no point in ejecting someone forcibly because they'll just re-enter in the same terms. Yeah, but I'll just eject them again, right? Like, what does that look like? (laughs) Because it's just like they, they like, appear in the world and I'm like, eject. And they appear in the world again. I'm like, eject again. (laughs) Like, I can do this all day. Yeah, huh. I wonder. That's, I mean, obviously, that's like a kind of boring equilibrium. Like, we don't want to leave leave it there it seems like no it seems like at the end of the day the admin ought to have the final say right 
on who can be in the world or not, which kind of just goes against this idea of the key being both non-revocable and for all time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's an extreme place to go. I mean, uh, yeah, I've, it's, it's, it, if we go to that place, it's sort of like the designer of the simulation is kind of, you know, making a really strong choice about ownership in this world. Right. <laughs> that like, it's Once essentially trusted, impossible that it's essentially impossible with any amount of society that the only way you can own something is to basically live in your own world, you know, and not let anyone in. And that if you let anyone in, they're going to have significant, you know, ownership, which look, that's a philosophical point. I don't even disagree with it as I'm saying it. Um, I don't think we can't do that, but that's a strong choice. So we should think about that. Yeah. I think maybe as we gamed it out, it doesn't seem like maybe I want to go that way. Maybe we just do away with the middle option, the duration of account, because that's the most amorphous. Well, but then that really strongly militates toward a world where you don't really switch worlds much. Unless unless this is something that they can derive, like that isn't a part of the design well, of things, but just like the um, the individual world owners start basically letting people back in under the same, you know what I mean? Like accounts could be kind of created, uh, on top of the structure. Yes. Just by That's the what I'm kindness of admins. So you're sort of, you know, they could like, kind of like accounts are now actually like if Facebook just decided to, um, change my password and not let me log in, uh, I would have no functional power to do anything about that, right? I mean, like, I guess there's a legal system and I could go through that and maybe if I were to win all of the cases, they could force pay Facebook to pay me money. But I don't think they could actually force Facebook to show me that data um, if, uh, if they had deleted it, for example, or if they claim to have deleted it. Um, so maybe it's kind of like that, just for reputation reasons the admins start a norm of letting people back in if they leave on good terms under the same terms. But that sort of that de facto creates a kind of account, but it's not like a fundamental part of the universe. Yeah. I think it would be more like a, just a, an, an understanding. Um, and especially if you're trying to create a world that you want to attract people to, right? There's like an attention economy here. Right. Then, you know, if you just like randomly, I mean, maybe you make small changes to the contract for like, that are, as long as they're perceived as for the general good. But if you like suddenly, uh, someone shows up to like their return visit and like some of their privileges are gone, <laughs> like now they have to obey gravity what's the deal? I never had to obey gravity before. Why are you doing this to me? Right. Uh, I'm going to take my, uh, my attention elsewhere. Right. Right. Um, so I think that works cause I think, you know, and so the for all time level, that's for the people you really trust. You give that to, um, you know, that would be, that would be the one you give out really carefully. 
right? And there, and and especially that's that you know if you wanted to have a co-admin, right, or somebody like that that you deputized, that's what that tier is for. Um, even then, you'd be cautious about what you gave them, um, right? And you know there might be some. You know, you could again. You could sort of create an account by giving out a for all time of something like mild, right? Uh, right, right, sure. Um, like maybe it's maybe there's some right to store things or something, you know, on the world that like you give for all time that would allow people to, you know, like amass goods in this world, but then they can leave and re-enter, and it'll always be there. Yeah, like I that. like that. That feels that feels a little bit cleaner to me and like pretty easy to understand, right? Like either cuz basically either a right is permanent, which is easy mm-hmm. to get and grasp, um and is has dramatic weight, mm-hmm. or it's like or it evaporates when the character ejects, which is like visually clear. Right, right, right. Yeah. That feels good. Yeah, and we'll just have to sort of have this norm of there being like sort of accounts that has arisen. Right. Right. Where what's actually happening is you're, you're giving up all your rights every time you go somewhere else, but then you just have a strong expectation that you're going to get the same rights back when you reenter. Yeah. You have, you have a handshake agreement and if you want something more solid, then you have to be given a, like a, like a permanent, like a for all time. Right. 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 Which, you know, both parties have to agree. So that feels good. Uh, I don't know. Do you have time for one other thing? Yeah. Let's do one more thing. Oh yeah, let's get something started. Maybe okay. we won't. Uh, um, so I'm looking at the two things next in the doc. One is sort of like the setup, like where everyone gets pulled into the simulation. Um, I'm gonna put that on hold. Let's talk about the more fun thing right now. Let's talk about uh, religion in this world, right? Because setup is probably not gonna be inside our story, or at least not. It might be referenced in the story, but it's probably not going to be the beginning of the story. So. Right. Let's talk about religion. Um, You know, one thing that's very clear that we have in our notes here is like religion is more rational in this world, perhaps, because everyone has interacted with some sort of supernatural being uh, during the setup um, that told them they were in this world and showed them that they have these abilities uh so right yeah, there, there seems to be a creator yeah right there that's a way better like starting point for being religious than our current world <laughs> where you know uh evidence of that sort is let's say hard to come by <laughs> well the other thing is that they have a basis for comparison right so like the thing about religion in our world right right um you know there's all those uh you know let's say intelligent design arguments because uh some cell is beautiful <laughs> the way that it works or something. Right. Or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, therefore, it must be designed. But it's like, what are you comparing to? There's no way to, like, step outside the universe, look at two universes side by side, look at one that was designed, one that wasn't designed, and see that, oh, well, the designed one has these properties, and the not designed one doesn't. But in in our uh, situation, there is, like, a pre and a post simulation for everyone. Right. So everyone's, like, seen our world, which, you know, you can argue about whether it's designed, but there's no like particular pro or con evidence. But when you compare that relatively to the world that they wake up in after the simulation starts, right now you can draw a clear comparison, right? Uh, one looks much more designed than the other. Well, when I tell the voice in my head in this world that I'd like to create a new world, nothing happens. 
Right. (laughs) (laughs) So that right there, I mean, would, I think, be, you know, would strongly um, push me toward the idea that whatever else had happened, there might be somebody somewhere um, who had more control than me. You know, um, since they were able to take us from the world that we're in now and bring us to this world that this thing is going to be set in. So, well, the, yeah. Well, I just the very idea of like permissions, right? Like be, as the way the world set up is set up implies that maybe someone has master permissions over everything. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would not be lost on people that the setup of this world is somewhat like the setup of a computer system. And in a computer system, there's like a root user um, that has more permissions and the ability to uh, create and revoke permissions, uh, uh, you know, over all of the users. So if if this system has a similar structure, then there would be a kind of myth of a root user potentially that um, or 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 like a master key, which is sort of the same idea, but it's a in the form of a key rather than the form of a um, of consciousness. Uh, well, what? What? They, they they create different images in my head, right? Because like the root user is fun, because like the root user could walk among us, right? right? The, the the metaphor there is you're looking for God among people, right? Yeah, yeah. And then and then the metaphor for master key is more of like a device that turns you into God. It's like yeah, um, if you do the right thing, if you say the right thing to your exec, uh, just phrase it just correctly, um, you will hack the system, get the master key, and become God. Right? Yeah, or maybe there's yeah, maybe the master key is like a string of numbers that exists somewhere in the constellation. There, I managed to say it in a sentence. Uh, and if you just find it, then all of a sudden everything that you say will happen, whether or not you have the, you know the particular key for that thing. Cause you've got a master key that can, you know, override. So right. potentially it's like an, you know, a master override that, that any individual user could use to become the God of the whole constellation, or perhaps well, it is a God themselves, like a sort of consciousness roaming around the constellation that has this power. Well, and those both feel like, uh, less like religions and almost more like, well, yeah, yeah, there are there's overlap with religions, but they feel like almost like very like potentially actionable beliefs, right? Uh, if there's a group of people that are convinced there's a root user among us, they might they may be searching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, same with the master key. If they believe there's a master key, they may be trying to find. And the way you would try to find one versus the other would be different, right? Right. Um, the root well, and user the reasons be- to find one would be very different, right? Because if you're trying to find the root user, you're like trying to find God to ask God, like, why is the universe like this? Or how can I be happy? Or some question like that. Um, if you're trying to find the master key, you're trying to get power. And that's a whole different thing. You know, you're, you're looking for the ability to kill people at will or the ability to, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is that you'd want to do. Restore something that was lost or something. And, you know, that's um, unkill somebody who allowed themselves to die, you know, something like that. Um, those thing, I don't know, they're different. Yeah, it's like, and one thing, one is more of a seeking, seeking God, and the other one is more like seeking power, seeking to become God. 
Right. I think that's right. And I think with all these religions, um, even though we skipped over it for now, like that the way that setup or when people enter the simulation for the first time plays out would be like the sort of foundational text, right? Um, like whenever people first showed up, whatever they were told by their exec, right? That initial welcome screen or whatever, yeah, um, would be like the first best clue to, you know, like maybe there's some phrasing in that that leads certain people to believe that there must be a root user because of like why else would they phrase it this way with a pronoun like this or something, right? Um, you know, that would be like your holy text that you would scrutinize. Sure, sure. Yeah, I could definitely see that being, um, I mean, the license agreement itself or whatever could be kind of like a Bible in this world. Uh, right. That's kind of like the original entrance contract. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of the other fun ideas we had, this one feels very like religion to me, which is the defaultist thing. Okay. So yeah, like- you want to talk about the different religions. Yeah. So one religion might be this defaultist religion. Let's talk about that. Uh, so that means like, so th- there have to be default settings. Um, right. This is when you wake up and it says you're in the simulation. This is whatever permissions are currently on. We talked about this a little bit before. Like we would assume that you would be able to feel pain for feedback reasons, but not very much like low pain would be a de- default and low would, pain would be a default. Uh, no death would be a default. Right. So you wouldn't be able uh, to die. That would now you could set that so you can die. Um, but you would not be asked to do that initially that would be the default setting so maybe some people they come to the conclusion that whatever the defaults are are that way for a reason because the uh the root user or the creator of the simulation wants us this way um and therefore maybe they like strictly do not change their defaults Right, and they, they like they don't go to worlds where that violate those defaults because right. really this would going back to our earlier conversation, all these settings would be tied to worlds. So, right, uh, every world the moment that is created, unless you ex- like intentionally change it, is set up this way. Right. Um, so actually, we should probably, uh, I mean, maybe for another podcast, uh, definitely for another podcast, like define what is the default world, right? I mean, those are some of the things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just came up with a couple that we thought were um, particularly obvious. But yeah, there's probably a whole bunch more. um, Like, does the default world have gravity? I would. Is it like. I would think it would have Earth gravity, not just gravity. Yeah, is it basically like like Earth, like of some era? I would think that the defaults would be pretty similar to Earth in most cases because they would be designed to not freak out the humans (laughs) um and yeah we had a we had a story idea there's a pitch in here of that uh you could have a story set in a defaultist world where some person basically becomes heretic uh and they in you know in punishment for their heresy they get burned at the cross which uh, or some other religious um type. well we should talk about what their heresy is right like they 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 point out that you know it is itself a default that you can change the defaults right that's their sort of like circular somewhat obvious point right but you can imagine this being very uh terrifying to yeah uh, a well world i wasn't 100% devout- sure about that heresy because uh 
it's is are we defining that one of the defaults is being able to change things and that you could turn that off? Um, because sure. or, or is it just a turn of phrase? Or is he just right? Or is it because uh, if that's not true, then I think that that heresy might not be that strong. But anyway, he well, but maybe they with, do turn that off, right? Maybe maybe like that since you can kind of uh, set up worlds however you want, right? Right? Maybe, maybe that's the default part of the, world, right? Right? Does that right? Yeah, so maybe part of the world is you have to agree not to change your defaults, but he could point out that that itself is changing a default and is therefore against their religion. And, and he, you know, so he gets burned for this because uh, that's what happens when you're a heretic. And the part of this I thought was so great is the result of him being burned is that he experiences a low amount of pain for all eternity because, as we've said, the default settings are no death and low pain. <laughs> Right, so, right, right. So the burning isn't that bad. <laughs> it's like, you know, annoying. <laughs> but uh, since he's he's pinned up there, he can't very well eject. Um, so he's just uh, he's just there experiencing it. And I think that's a hilarious um, uh, little story that we can maybe tell somewhere. Um, oh, we had... Let's see what else were you talking about? Oh, we had we we had this idea about maybe traditional religions have adapted to the new surroundings. So we right. could see you know um some echoes of today's religious culture in the in the religious cultures that develop in this world. Uh maybe they keep some of the trappings or they keep some of the like aesthetics. Uh and that might be a cool way to you know, have it be extra relevant because we can sort of be speaking about, you know, modern fundamentalists while at the same time talking about the defaultists or something like that. Right. We could ma- If we can map the defaultists onto something else. Like we have to think about like what kind of people today would be defaultists in this world, you know, and what are the, you know, what are those kind of people like, you know, and then. Uh, What's what- funny too is I think one of our default settings was, uh, was that birth control is on. Yeah, right. That was something that we decided we wanted to do. Which is, I, I don't want to open up the whole birth conversation, but it's just, that's amusing because, uh, like, stereotypically, so many of our, like, fundamentalist religions are, like, opposed to uh, birth control. They're opposed to birth control, like yes. That. But would they be if, uh, well, of course, there wouldn't be any people if birth control was on by default, but because we have death. But, uh, but you know... Would they be in a world where death is not a problem and where, um, you know, where it, you have to do some kind of a hack in order to, uh, birth a child. Um, but that is, I mean, we, at some point, I don't think we should do this today, but another podcast coming up, we should talk through the whole birth control concept for this world because, I remember our conversation on that, and I do still think we should have birth control on, but I think it's not—it's not entirely obvious. We should probably—it's probably worth us talking oh, yeah. through it again. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that for sure. Yeah. Um, let me just give one more of the like relig- religion ideas, and then we'll wrap up. Cool. Um, because there's the one that we had. I mean, uh, well, cause, just because this ties into our, our review, the future episode, uh, which I recently re-listened to on on living in a simulation, which is relevant for obvious reasons. Yes. Um, 
And near the end of that episode, we talked about uh, a blog post that uh, Robin Hanson wrote, which we like to talk about because he's so weird and uh, with his ideas that he throws out there. Yes. But he had written uh, a a strange blog post about rules for living in a simulation. Yeah, I remember Um, that one. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he was saying, um, uh, like, I mean, some of them were like... uh, like basically a lot of them had to do with like avoiding being shut down. Right. So right. you should, you should be interesting, right. You should try to be like the center of attention. You should try to be near like famous people that are probably like the stars of the TV show. That is the simulation. Right. Um, and if those there were like various other things to understand, I think what he's trying to do is like, imagine what are the people who are running the simulation doing it for? And then coming yes. up with some derivations of, well, if they're doing it to like learn about the past, then they're probably more interested in like big events and famous people from the past. So if you want to have like yourself be simulated at the highest resolution, you should probably move toward those major events and those famous people um, and try to be them if you can. And if you can't try to be near them. Um, and he tries to imagine, you know, I think the the purpose of it is really what drives a lot of those rules. And so we might have people who follow rules like that, right? I mean, we might have people in this world who uh, assume there is a simulator and that the simulator has a particular purpose. And then, you know, perhaps the simulator wants to be entertained, for example. And then they try to do everything they can to, like, entertain the simulator um, in the hopes of pleasing it or keeping the simulation turned on. That's right. It's like trying to know the mind of God or the mind of the simulator in this case is like what gives rise to these theories. Right. And so, yeah, they don't have to be any of like Hansen's actual proposed rules, uh, but it's more like somebody in the simulation would very rationally, I think, possibly try to figure out what what do they want? Because <laughs> we better give them that or they're going to shut us down, maybe. Or there's a Um, greater chance they'll shut us down. I mean, in this world, there's not much evidence that shutdown is eminent or likely, uh, since the default thing is like everybody's pretty much put on their own little personal paradise and told to amuse themselves. Um, So there's something about that that feels afterlifey, that feels infinite, Um, but it's not clear either way. So I think you definitely could have people who have interpreted it the other way. And yeah, we, they could, and, and we could do something too to make it more, you know, ambiguous. They could think it's a test, or yeah, and and actually, you brought up afterlife, which is like another theory, right? Like some people might think, "All right, I'm dead," <laughs> right? This is the afterlife, right? And on some level, it is. I mean, if the people have all been like sort of destructively scanned into a computer or something like that, um, then it is some kind of an afterlife, I guess. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so I think there would be there would be numerous fun theories that people would have. Um, I don't know what the right number for us is. Obviously, like you know, there's no way we're going to address like every single one of these ideas like in our comic. No, I think we so should we... hold ourselves to addressing every single one. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, if we had a character <laughs> that was like who declare ourselves finished with it until we do. No, I mean, well, if we had like yeah. a scholar of religion or something in our world, then they could literally take us through all of them. Yeah, or someone who really hates religion, right? Like a sort of um, Christopher Hitchens of this world or something. Sure. <laughs> who wants to like show us how foolish they all are 
But that's right. like a much more dubious proposition in a in a simulated world than it is in our world. <laughs> but most likely we need like two or three of these that are like really solid. Yeah. You know? Um, defaultist feels like high on the list for me because it's just like, I, I just, that's just a good phrase, defaultist. I like that. I think that's really interesting. I also really like, uh, I know we talked about this a long time ago, the idea of um, somebody setting up worlds intentionally to um, enforce uh, the ideas of older religions. So like, you know, maybe... um, Oh, okay. Like maybe, I don't remember talking about that, but that's interesting. I, I, I think like one of the things that somebody might do uh, if they are given their own world and, and allowed to set it up is like they might set up like a sort of Christian paradise where like, you know, the rules are all designed to the maximum degree to like, you know, encourage you to be pious according to the, you know, teachings of a particular Christian sect or something. And that everybody who enters that is somebody who's trying to live that way anyway. Um, and so they create this like whole community of, uh, you know, religious people in a, uh, world where it's tuned to their religion, to where their religion well, and, sort of like works because of the way. And the like within that world, there's heaven and hell that you go to when you die. <laughs> I don't know if there's heaven and hell because maybe you don't die, but maybe it's just set up to be like a, but maybe, maybe the death setting is not that you die. It's that they just move you to like. Right, another part could, of the world. right. That could be another part of the world, or it could be like another world that you port to, or something. Right? Yeah. I I don't know exactly how it works. Uh, we'd have to discuss that, but I could imagine people living in a kind of yeah cloistered religious um, uh, world, uh, and then that getting very sort of inside itself, and and then maybe becoming. Um, you know, getting exposed to the outside for some reason and, you know, having a story. Yeah, these little, like, fiefdoms that spring up that are potentially isolated and weird and cult-like, I think. Right. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Uh, should we wrap up? Yeah, I think we should wrap up. All right, well, uh, thank you for listening to Constellation. Yeah, we will talk to you soon. Thank you. This has been Constellation, Making the Graphic Novel. Our theme song is Pomona by Audios. To subscribe to this podcast, look us up on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher application. You can find us on Twitter or on the web at constellationpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.